And good morning, wonderful listeners to The Journey, a chronic illness evolving story. (laughs) Yeah, I know it's a complete mouthful, but it is just that, an evolving story. I'm sure that there's not many of you out there, but I'm grateful for the ones of you that are here. In my last episode, I told you a little bit about myself. You know, I didn't quite realize how hard it was going to be and how emotional it was going to be to publicly put that out to the world. I literally spent the next three hours after posting the episode thinking, wow, I just told the world that I'm deficient. I've been pushing so hard to pretend to be normal and now like everybody knows about my chronic illness. Um, What if someone is listening and they think that I'm just completely overreacting about my condition and thinks that I'm just being like a drama mama? You know, what if someone that I personally know listens and decides to look at me differently, maybe even negatively? Friends, it's really hard to admit out loud publicly that you struggle. I mean, look at your Instagram, your Facebook. We see people smiling in every single picture and talking about how they're succeeding in every part of their life every single day. You know, those individuals seem like they have life completely figured out. Even outside of an online presence, you see these same people in the parent pickup line at your kid's school. Their hair, their makeup, their entire presence is just positively perfect. I know that you've seen these people. So I'll tell you a little story. I remember one day about three or four years ago, I had to go pick my son up from school in the afternoon. And there were a whole bunch of parents standing around waiting for the teachers to release the students. Right beside me were three other moms sitting around talking, and they seemed straight out of a movie. Um, It's like the wind caught their hair perfect. You know, it was very movie-esque. They seemed perfect with their little Yeti coffee mugs and their manicures. They seemed so happy and so put together, and I'm not going to lie, I was straight up jealous. Of course, I was standing there in a pair of pajama pants, a very messy bun, not the cute kind. I mean, you're thinking like Miss Trunchbull from the movie Matilda. That was the kind of messy bun that I had. I had on my 2009 Dave Matthews Band t-shirt, smeared makeup because I had to take a nap due to a migraine episode. So yeah, I was so not looking like the perfect put together mom. So these moms were sitting there. You know, there's times in my life where I get really bold. Okay, most people just call me really blunt, but let's just call it what it is. I'm blunt. I like to get to the point. So I asked them, I said, ladies, I really admire the way that you come to school every day and just seem to have everything together. I want to be you when I eventually grow up. They looked at each other for like a minute and then I started laughing. Uh, The most put together of the bunch looks straight at me, smiles and says, oh, honey, You only see me for one part of my day. Trust me, I'm a hot mess when nobody else is looking. You know, for some reason, that really hit me hard and that really clicked in my mind and just kind of was a big reminder that perfection is an illusion. We're all struggling because we're all human. Life is not easy, whether it's relationships, our health, our jobs, or anything. No one really has this life totally figured out. We put on this act that if we have it all together in hopes that nobody's going to really find out the truth. And the truth is that we're all just figuring out life as we go. And I don't understand why we don't give ourselves that grace to understand that we're all going through that back together. Back to my feelings about releasing episode number one. I had those feelings, the guilt, the shame, the worrying about what everyone else is going to think. But then I thought about that lady at the school in her confession. 
I shouldn't feel ashamed and being honest and blunt about what's going on with my illness. I'm doing what everyone else is doing, which is doing the very best that I can. I have no reason to feel guilt or shame when I'm giving every day my absolute all. I know a lot of you are doing the best that you can and you know, sometimes it never feels like enough, but if you're doing your best that you can with what you're dealing with, it's enough. Trust me. Little side note, if you're dealing with shame and guilt about your illness, I highly recommend a book. It's called How to Stubbornly Refuse to Make Yourself Miserable About Anything. Yes, anything. It's by Albert Ellis, PhD, and Christine A. Doyle. Uh, they have that on Audible, too, if you want to check that out. I love the book and it really kind of helped me understand where I was placing guilt when I really shouldn't have been placing guilt on myself. You know, life looks different with chronic illness. If we have a goal to do something, our path sometimes looks very different from a person who doesn't struggle with an illness. A typical day when you aren't struggling looks perfect. You wake up, have some coffee, get dressed, do your job, and you come home. You cook a little dinner. Maybe you spend some time with some loved ones. You go to bed and then you get up and repeat it all over again. It's routine. It, it's very scheduled. For the most part, you really don't have to think too hard about your day. It's, it's not that difficult. But for those of us who struggle with an illness, it's constantly making adjustments. Some of that completely in the moment. In my case, I wake up, get ready, head off to work. I'm rocking and rolling and then bam, I start getting auras. I notice my eyes have bright lights or zigzags, and I start getting left-sided numbness. Those auras are my indicator that bigger things are coming and not fun things are coming. <laughs> Usually, it's followed up with more numbness and a host of other issues. I then have to call my boss, explain the situation, and how I'm going to need to go home and take some rescue meds. Then I have to think about, am I going to be able to drive myself home before things get bad? Do I need to take an Uber home or call somebody? You know, am I going to inconvenience my partner to come and pick me up? Will I make it home in time to get my meds to keep things from being a full-blown episode? These are things we have to keep into consideration when we have chronic illness. You know, me wanting to have dinner cooked and things done around the house probably won't happen. But now I've got to figure out what we're going to do for dinner. Am I ordering takeout? Is there anything in my pantry that my family can throw together for dinner? Since I'm probably not going to be able to make it out of the bed or even off the couch. That's some of the more simple things that we have to troubleshoot when our body does not cooperate. I know that things are much more difficult than, than that for most. It's never a straight line for us. The other day I was reading a blog by Cassie Creeley from Starlight Through the Storm. Her blog was titled Superpowers You Gain from Chronic Illness and Chronic Pain. Some of the superpowers that she mentioned besides being able to confuse and disorient medical professionals were having supercharged empathy and being able to see other people's pain without them even having to utter a word. A lot of it is because we truly do understand. So I've decided to add to that list. Number one, we're incredibly amazing problem solvers. We are the masters of delegation and figuring out how to delegate parts of our lives in areas that we aren't able to do things. Do we enjoy having to put things on others? Absolutely not. But we're pretty good at knowing other people's strengths and weaknesses to figure out how they can pick up the slack. We have powers of ultra-sensitive systems that sometimes gives us warning that we're going to have attacks or we're going to have a bad day. You know, with my illness, I know that one or two days before a big episode, 
I'm positively euphoric. I have energy and I feel like I can do all the things. It lasts up to about four hours before my attack and then it hits. There I am having to make those life adjustments just to keep my world moving forward and keep my world from running behind. Oftentimes we can see multiple outcomes of different scenarios because we have to in order to figure out the best course of action for our families. And sometimes that leads to overthinking, but hey, we go through all of those possible outcomes so that we can make the best decision. Overthinking can sometimes be a curse, but you know, I digress. Today, do me a favor and give yourself some credit. Dang it, you're a superhero. So go put on that spandex or not and grab your cape. You are way more than your illness. So the next podcast topic is going to be a new diagnosis. Please put it in the pile with the others. I'm planning on releasing these on Wednesdays each week. That's depending on if my body cooperates. I like deadlines and things to hold me accountable. So that's what I'm shooting for. See you next time.